Section 5B, Joint Force, 5.6, The Joint Team. Air Power has demonstrated its success to meet our homeland and international security challenges by leveraging our respective capabilities and maximizing synergistic results. Cyber operations guarantee our capability to operate in any contested cyber domain to support vital land, sea, air, and space missions by developing capabilities to protect essential military cyber systems and to speed their recovery if an attack does occur. In these interdependent domains, the Air Force possesses unique capabilities for ensuring global mobility, long-range strike, and intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance. Operations among the air, land, maritime, space, and cyber domains are increasingly interdependent upon each other for the success of any and all national military objectives. We now rarely see any one service or any one country unilaterally plan, organize, or execute an operation, but we see inclusiveness with joint, coalition, and sometimes interagency partners, whereby we depend on each other to succeed in today's complex environment. Through this interdependence, we are able to select the right resources and capabilities from each other. These capabilities simply do not get used when a contingency arises, but are synergized and tested through such venues as exercises and operations to ensure all joint. And when necessary, coalition partners can meet the desired objectives at the right time and right place. 5.7 Joint and Coalition Capabilities As our nation and its armed forces are confronted with a multitude of priorities, we must be mindful to advance only the necessary resources to ensure that the right capabilities are integrated and interoperable across all domains of air, space, and cyberspace. Competing priorities today must be carefully measured against all military capabilities, ensuring that quality, not necessarily quantity, smartly contributes to a faster, more flexible, and agile response force. We must rely on the strengths of others or be interdependent while ensuring all capabilities can effectively intertwine or be interoperable to achieve an overarching objective. One of the first successful operational actions of combining joint and coalition integration was experienced during operations Desert Shield and Desert Storm. These operations demonstrated the value and effectiveness of joint and combined military operations, the unique capabilities of each of our military services, and those of each of our allies, were exploited during various phases of both operations. The combined force provided a synergistic combat capability which brought the greatest possible military power of the coalition force to bear against the opponent. Likewise, our experience also reaffirmed the importance of joint and combined training, the value of forward presence, and the validity sequencing for power projection. Note, one of the founding initiatives which addressed joint interdependence and joint interoperability was the Goldwater-Nichols Department of Defense Reorganization Act of 1986. Joint Operations Although individual services may plan and conduct operations to accomplish tasks and missions in support of Department of Defense objectives, the primary way the Department of Defense employs two or more branches of service in a single operation, particularly in combat, is through joint operations. Joint operations is the general term used to describe military actions conducted in specified command relationships. Based on the fundamental principles for joint command and control, roles are the broad and enduring purposes for which the services and the combatant commands were established in law. Functions are the appropriate assigned duties, responsibilities, missions, or tasks of an individual, office, or organization. 
Combatant Command. Command Authority. Combatant Command. Command Authority, abbreviated as COCOM, is the authority of a combatant commander to perform functions of command over assigned forces involving, organizing, and employing commands and forces, assigning tasks, designating objectives, and giving authoritative direction over all aspects of military operations, joint training, or in the case of U.S. Special Operations Command, training of assigned forces, and logistics necessary to accomplish the missions assigned to the command. It cannot be delegated or transferred. Operational Control Operational Control, OPCON, is inherent in COCOM and is the authority to perform those functions of command over subordinate forces involving organizing and employing commands and forces, assigning tasks, designating objectives, and giving authoritative direction necessary to accomplish the mission. OPCON is the command authority that may be exercised by commanders at any echelon at or below the level of combatant command and may be delegated within the command. While OPCON includes authoritative direction over all aspects of military operations and joint training necessary to accomplish missions assigned to the command, it does not include authoritative direction for logistics or matters of administration, discipline, internal organization, or unit training. Tactical control. Tactical control. TACON is inherent in OPCON and is the command authority over assigned or attached forces or commands or military capability of forces made available for taskings that are limited to the detailed direction and control of movements or maneuvers within the operational area necessary to accomplish assigned missions or tasks. TACON may be delegated to and exercised by commanders at any echelon at or below the level of combatant command. Administrative Control Administrative control, ADCON, is direction or exercise of authority over subordinate or other organizations in respect to administration and support, including organization of service forces, control of resources and equipment, personnel management, unit logistics, individual and unit training, readiness, mobilization, demobilization, discipline, and other matters not included in the operational missions of subordinate or other organizations. ADCON is a service command authority that flows through service, not joint channels. This authority is not an operational command authority, but provides the requisite authority for services to execute their individual, organize, train, and equip functions. ADCON may be delegated to and exercised by commanders of service forces assigned to a combatant commander at any echelon at or below the level of service component command. ADCON is subject to the command authority of combatant commanders. Service commanders exercising ADCON will not usurp the authorities assigned by a combatant commander having COCOM over commanders of assigned service forces. Unity of Command and Unity of Effort Unity of command means all forces operate under a single commander with the requisite authority to direct all forces employed in pursuit of a common purpose. Unity of effort, however, requires coordination and cooperation among all forces toward a commonly recognized objective, although they are not necessarily part of the same command structure. During multinational operations and interagency coordination, unity of command may not be possible but the requirement for unity of effort becomes paramount. Unity of effort, coordination through cooperation and common interests, is an essential complement to unity of command. Support. A support relationship is established by a superior commander between subordinate combatant commanders when one organization should aid, 
protect, complement, or sustain another force. The designation of supporting relationships is important as it conveys priorities to commanders and staffs that are planning or executing joint operations. The establishing authority, the common superior commander, is responsible for ensuring that both the supported commander and supporting commanders understand the degree of authority that the supported commander is granted. Note, all National Guard and Reserve Forces, except those specifically exempted, are assigned by the Secretary of Defense to the combatant commands. However, those forces are available for operational missions only when mobilized for specific periods, by law, or when ordered to regular Air Force after being validated for employment by their parent service. 5.8 Joint Force Organization Joint forces are established at three levels. Unified Combatant Commands, Subordinate Unified Combatant Commands, and Joint Task Forces. These organizations are commanded by a Joint Force Commander, a term applied to a Combatant Commander, Subordinate Unified Combatant Commander, or Joint Force Commander authorized to exercise Combatant Command, Command Authority, or Operational Control over a Joint Force. Joint Force Commander Joint Force Commander responsibilities are to provide a clear commander's intent and timely communication of specified tasks, together with any required coordinating and reporting requirements. A Joint Force Commander is responsible for the transfer of forces and other capabilities to designated subordinate commanders for accomplishing assigned tasks. A Joint Force Commander will provide all available information to subordinate commanders that affect their assigned missions and objectives. Commander Air Force Forces. The title of Commander of Air Force Forces, COMAFOR, is reserved to identify the Air Force Commander of an Air Force component. This component could be assigned or attached to a Joint Force Commander at the Unified Combatant Command, Subordinate Unified Combatant Command, or Joint Task Force level. Operationally, the COMAFOR could be prepared to employ Air Force Forces as directed by the Joint Force Commander and if directed, be prepared to employ Joint Air Forces as the Joint Force Air Component Commander. In either event, the COMAFOR should also ensure that Air Force Forces are prepared to execute the missions assigned by the Joint Force Commander. The COMAFOR should normally be designated at a command level above the operating forces and should not be dual-headed as commander of one of the subordinate operating units. This enables the COMAFOR to focus at the operational level of war, while subordinate combatant commanders lead their units at the tactical level. Air Expeditionary Task Force When forming an Air Expeditionary Task Force, the COMAFOR should draw first from in-theater resources, if available. If augmentation is needed, or if in-theater forces are not available, the Air Force will draw from the Air Expeditionary Force currently on rotation. These forces, whether in theater or deployed from out of theater, should be fully supported with the requisite maintenance, logistical support, health services, and administrative elements. These forces will form up within the Air Expeditionary Task Force as expeditionary wings, groups, squadrons, flights, detachments, or elements to provide reasonable spans of command and control elements at appropriate levels and to provide unit identity. Air Operations Center 
Air Expeditionary Task Force Command and control mechanisms are in place and are usually known as an Air Operations Center. An Air Operations Center may be regionally or functional, aligning with the purpose of the unified combatant command they support. The COMA-4 requires command activities as tools to assist in exercising operational control, tactical control, and administrative control. The COMA-4 uses an Air Operations Center to exercise control of air and space operations, and a service component staff, commonly called the Air Force Forces Staff, to exercise support operations and administrative control. Air Force Forces Staff An Air Expeditionary Task Force needs a command entity responsible for the deployment and sustainment of Air Force Forces. The Air Force Forces Staff is the mechanism through which the COMA-4 exercises service responsibilities. These sustainment activities are commonly referred to as beds, beans, and bullets. The Air Force Forces Staff is also responsible for the long-range planning and theater engagement operations that fall outside the Air Operations Center's current operational focus. Joint Force Air Component Commander If air assets from more than one service are present within a joint force, the Joint Force Commander normally will designate a Joint Force Air Component Commander, JFAC, to exploit the full capabilities of joint air operations. The JFAC should be the service component commander with the preponderance of air capabilities and the ability to plan, task, and control joint air operations. If working with allies in a coalition or alliance operation, the JFAC may be designated as the Combined Force Air Component Commander. The JFAC recommends the proper employment of Air Force forces from multiple components. The JFAC also plans, coordinates, allocates, executes, and assesses air and space operations to accomplish assigned operational missions. Because of the wide scope of air operations, the JFAC will typically maintain the same joint operating area theater-wide perspective as the Joint Force Commander. The JFAC, as with any component commander, should not be dual-hatted as the Joint Force Commander. The COMA-4 exercises operational control of Air Force forces and acting as a JFAC, normally exercises tactical control of any Navy, Army, Marine, and coalition air assets made available for tasking. Note, Joint and Air Force doctrine recommend that the service component commander, with the preponderance of forces to be tasked and the ability to command and control those forces, should be designated as the functional component commander if the Joint Force commander elects to establish one. Historic experience has shown that the COMA-4 is normally designated as the JFAC. In preparation for this, the U.S. Air Force plans and trains to employ through a COMA-4 who is then prepared to assume responsibilities as a JFAC, if so designated.